0: Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Balanced Dietitian podcast. I'm so happy that you are here with me today. Today, we're talking about boredom eating. Can you like raise your hand? Is that something I've ever happened to you? I think for 99.9% of us humans, like I think we can all relate to boredom eating. And today I wanted to talk about it. And I wanted to talk about how do we relate to it differently, understanding better and maybe choose to do something different. Now, there's a couple of things I do want to say before we start this podcast. Number one, there's nothing wrong with boredom eating. It's not a human flaw that you have. There's nothing wrong with it. It is very much part of our human behaviors. And actually, did you know that boredom eating is the most common way that people engage in emotional eating? Boredom eating is actually a type of emotional eating. It's when we are eating to meet an emotional need that has nothing to do with our physical hunger. And that is what boredom eating is, right? And for a lot of us who are used to being distracted, All of the time and like with social media or with our busy jobs or with our lifestyles, we're not very comfortable with being bored or doing nothing. And in those times, food can actually feel pretty productive, right? Like if I don't really want to take a break or if I'm sitting in front of the TV, I may feel a little bit uncomfortable or I may feel bored. if I eat at the same time, then it kind of feels a little bit more productive. So because we're not really used to being bored or maybe we're not comfortable with being bored, then eating can come play a pretty big role in meeting that need and wanting to have something to chew on or having like dopamine surges that we are looking for. So first and foremost, boredom eating is a type of emotional eating and it is not bad. It's actually very, very normal. But I did title this podcast, How to Stop Boredom Eating. And part of it is a little bit because I thought that more people would want to learn how to stop it (laughs) than to like manage it. But I thought it was really important that like this is not a restriction podcast. Like you know me, you know my vibe. We're not about restricting. We're not about not eating foods. And I do believe that when we get to understand ourselves better, we get to choose different behaviors or we get to do things differently. A lot of this starts though with the awareness piece, right? How does it come into play for us? And then what can we do differently if we have to even do something different? So the first questions I'd like for us to ask ourselves is, is boredom eating bad? Is it something I should try to avoid to do? And I'd love for you to think about that for yourself. Like how does boredom eating show up in your life right now? Is it something that creates a lot of distress? Is it something that we are not liking? How is it showing up in your life currently? And is it something, again, that we want to change or maybe is impacting us negatively? So that's number one, really taking a picture of how does it fit in? How does it show up? Has it become a ritual? Is it a habit of mine? And how do I feel about it happening, right? Do I have a lot of feelings around it? And for many of us living in diet culture, like I think there's a lot of messages around boredom eating being bad. And then there's a lot of messages around like food only needing to be fuel. So when food meets other roles, it can feel very uncomfortable. But I think the first step is really to understand that relationship that we have to boredom eating. All right. Once we've done that, once we identify like, you know what, like it fits in in my life, like it's actually something that's very, very present or maybe it's something I don't really like or I don't like how much of a crutch it has become. It's not just, that like I'm eating when I'm bored, but I do it all of the time that it's starting to feel a bit out of control or we don't like it. Right. Or maybe when we eat out of boredom, we're not able to connect to our hunger and satiety cues. Right. So there's many scenarios in which we can be like, okay, you know what? Let's investigate this. At the end of the day, our relationship to food, we want it to be empowering, we want it to support ourselves, we want it to be helpful, and sometimes that is when we're emotionally eating, and sometimes it's not. Like, sometimes it's like, okay, well, what else can we do? So now what do we do? Now that we know, we're like, okay, boredom eating is part of my life, and it's something that is maybe taking too much space, and I want to shift my relationship with boredom eating. So the first thing, again, we're approaching it from curiosity over judgment. We're not bad people because we eat out of boredom, right? We're not bad people. It happens. We're all humans. Food is delicious. And now we're going to look at the steps forward. First and foremost, the first thing that I will always say as a registered dietitian is that we need to look at your overall day. Are we overall consistently eating enough food? I feel like this is always my first step, but it is important because if we are chronically under-eating, One, you're a lot more likely to eat emotionally. You're a lot more likely to overeat. You're a lot more likely to have cravings. And when all of those things happen, it makes it almost impossible not to engage in emotional eating. Those would be the first thing that we would want to check, right? We want to make sure like, am I eating enough? Because again, if we're not eating enough, we're putting ourselves in a situation that it's going to be very difficult to potentially not emotionally eat. Because if I'm emotional, like I'm bored and I'm hungry, match made in heaven, we're going for the Cheetos, like we're eating the things because our body needs nourishment on top of the emotional Need that we have. So that is number one, making sure that we are eating enough and consistently enough, right? So this means to me that we're eating enough day to day, and we're also eating frequently enough. Because even if I'm eating enough day to day, but then I may maybe spending like five hours between my meals. It's way too long. So by the time that the meal comes, most likely we are over hungry. Most likely we're going to look out for different foods. Most likely if we're bored on top of it, we're going to want to eat more. All right. So number one, are we eating enough? If you're like, no, this is where you start. This is where you lean in. This is where you're like, okay, let's get support. Like, are you eating enough for your own needs? Let's understand that, understand what your current body here and now needs. So if you're not doing that, that's where we start. If you're like, you know what, no, I am eating enough. Like I am eating frequently. I'm eating my meals, my snack. I'm like nourishing my body. Like this part, I'm good to go. And I still eat out of boredom. Now we're moving into that piece. Hey, hey, my friend, I'm just stopping this podcast episode to let you know about a free workshop that is coming up so, so soon. So for the first week of May, May 2nd to 4th, I'm gonna be doing a free workshop on emotional eating. Oh, it's going to be good. This is gonna be three days. We're really gonna dive deeper into understanding emotional eating, your own emotional triggers, how food is playing a big role in meeting those emotional needs and what we can do instead. We wanna learn to manage our emotions with kindness without shaming yourself or restricting an end. I really want to support you in shifting the way that we relate to food and shift the way that we relate to emotional eating. So if you are an emotional eater, I invite you to join me in this workshop where we are going to learn these steps to start having a better relationship with food and your body through managing our emotions with kindness. All right, my friend, if you're interested, go to www.thebalancepractice.com forward workshop. I cannot wait to see you in this live three-day workshop. So now we can kind of explore the relationship that we have with boredom and also the needs that we're trying to meet when we are eating out of boredom. So a few things that we can do here with boredom eating in specific, we can start seeing if there's trends, right? Like, am I always boredom eating when I'm waiting for someone or at three o'clock in the afternoon when I'm supposed to do my charts? And I don't want to do my charts. Is there any trends that I can identify behind this? And then once we do, or if we do, then we're able to start asking ourselves, like, so what would I need in those moments? Right? Like, do I need distractions? Like, do I need to find other ways to cope with this boredom in that moment where I'm bored with whatever I'm doing? Do I need to actually distract, go do something different, need a brain break? What would I need in that moment that is maybe a little bit different? Once we are able to identify maybe times that we are eating out of boredom, or maybe, you know, in front of the TV at the end of the day, like, all of these different scenarios, then we are going to come up with alternate behaviors that we can start implementing. I do want to say that as we are doing this, something that is very important, something that I work with with all my clients is when we are changing a behavior, a food behavior specifically, we really want to make sure that we're not going at it from a restrictive place. So let's say I love eating popcorn at night when I'm watching a movie, but I'm really finding that it's more boredom eating than anything else. I don't want to be like, I'm not allowed to have popcorn when I have movies. Like I can no longer ever eat when I'm hungry at night. Like we don't want to go from that approach. Restriction is no bueno for our brains. We don't like it, especially if you've had an eating disorder, if you have disordered eating, we don't want to do that. But instead, what we'll try to lean into is I can always have the food. I can always have popcorn. I can always have whatever I want. And what if I try to do this other activity first? Or what if I try to meet my need in other ways? Or sometimes just like a delay, like what if I paused for a moment and just checked in? What if I created space between the urge, the emotion, and the behavior? Again, we're not approaching it from a restriction place, but instead a place of abundance and of opportunity of like, what else could I do? Is there anything else I would need? I know that part was very important for me when I was healing my relationship with food because as soon as I felt restricted or as soon as I felt like food was taking away from me, I reacted. like It was instant. So I do think that that part is important if we are actually able to allow ourselves more space between the want and the behavior. So not only can we come up with alternative things that we are able to do in that moment, even if at certain to just like making a conscious decision makes a huge difference. Something that many of my clients will say with boredom eating is that it happens almost automatically, or it feels like very autopilot. So another way we can look at it is what if I'm always allowed to eat all the foods whenever I want them, for whatever reason I get to eat what I want to eat. But what if I wanted to make sure that my decisions were intentional? What if before making those decisions, I could do some check-ins i could make sure that that's what i want i could actually be like yep you know this is what i want it's meeting this need and this is fine and by making those intentional decisions, what can happen is that we're actually enjoying the experience a lot more than when it's kind of like on autopilot. And by the time we realize what we're doing, we're halfway through the bag and then we kind of feel shitty about it. So adding the intention can actually be really, really helpful to take away some of the guilt that we may feel. So if we can mix that and then we could also add alternative coping skills and alternative things that we get to do, it can be really, really helpful for us. And then the last thing is we can also enjoy emotional eating. I know this one's a big one, right? It's not automatically bad. Actually, most times it's not bad at all. Like emotional eating is not a bad thing. So what if we actually allowed ourselves to enjoy it? What if we actually allowed ourselves to know what we're doing and make the decision to do it anyways, but enjoy the experience of it? How would that be different for you? The how of what we do is really important, right? It's not just about what we eat. Really the how of it for me is what we look really into with our clients to make sure that we are always feeling aligned with those decisions and empowered by food. And then we get to have all these other different things that we get to enjoy and to do and have as coping. So if I'm bored, I know that there's food, but there's not just food. There's all of these other things for me. Emotional eating is not a bad thing. Emotional eating becomes more problematic if it creates a lot of distress for us. Like if every time I eat emotionally or every time I like eat out of boredom, I get so stressed, so upset, so guilty, then, yeah, then it's an issue, right? Because the emotions that I have afterwards are like really uncomfortable and probably like expended from the first emotion I had. But the second thing is if emotional eating is the only thing we can do to cope with an emotional need and it becomes a crutch, then we want to start looking at other things. Now, if you want to learn more about emotional eating, if you're like, oh my God, like I'm definitely an emotional eater. I eat when I stress. I eat when I'm sad. I eat when I'm bored. I eat whenever I need to meet an emotional need. I'm going to invite you to a free workshop that I'm hosting the first week of May, May 2, 3, and 4 at 12 p.m. Eastern time. We're going to do a three- day workshop on emotional eating. And I'm really excited to be able to connect with you on this workshop because not only are we going to like redefine emotional eating, we're really going to be able to connect to our actual emotional need. How is food actually playing a role here? And what else am I able to do? All of this is always from the perspective of a non-restrictive, non-diety approach. We want to approach our relationship with food from a place of empowerment abundance, confidence. Like I want you to feel good about your relationship with food and with your body. So it's no longer an issue. Food can just be food and food can be so amazing, so beautiful, so empowering. And that's what we want for you. So if you are interested in coming to this workshop, all you have to do is go to www.thebalancepractice.com forward slash workshop. Again, this is going to be a three day free event where we're going to dive deeper on emotional eating. So I hope to see you there, my friend. And I really hope that you enjoyed this episode and that you got a lot from it. If you can leave with one thing is knowing that one, boredom eating is not bad. It's not a flaw that you have. It is meeting a need that you have. Two, make sure that you're eating enough because we gotta make sure that our body is well nourished. And then three, doing it very intentionally, right? Checking into what your emotions are, looking if there's any other things that you can bring in to support your emotional self And if not, truly enjoy boredom eating and emotional eating and see how that shifts your perspective of emotional eating. All right, my friend, I hope that you have a beautiful day. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and I cannot wait to connect with you next week.